You're listening to the Fockdown Nation Network. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to Robert Land. Maybe your first episode, so welcome, welcome to Robert Land. This episode's great. Uh, it's full of laughter and wonder and joy. Because I'm joined by an old friend of mine, Josh Robert Thompson. You may have seen him on The Late Late Show with Craig Ferguson as Jeff Peterson, The Robot, or heard him on Family Guy, The Stern Show, uh, many things. Those great new Collider videos, those deep fake videos, uh, him doing his amazing George Lucas impression. So fucking talented. Such a good dude. We talk a lot of stuff about how, um, you know, him growing up in Ohio and going to the local fair actually uh had a big influence on him getting into show business and uh we touch on a lot of things uh we touch each other <laughs> uh in the heart you know we we were both touched by an angel in this episode a podcast angel looking down on me you know bringing magic to the show i wonder if they ever had a touched by an angel ride at like holy land Holy Land is a, a Christian theme park where they have uh, Jesus Christ resurrected. I think they have um, they have churros that look like the cross um, where Jesus was crucified. Um, I think that would be cherry sauce churros, like the blood of Christ. I don't know. But um, yeah, guys, it's, it's, it's crazy. Josh and I go way back. I met him when I was 12 years old. Uh, we, I was doing public access in Chino, California, where I'm from. And, uh, yeah, he then, uh, blew me away. Uh, not, you know, he didn't blow me. It wasn't, um, you know, the <laughs> Epstein Island is a different episode. We're going to wait. No, it was, uh, yeah. <laughs> Josh is, uh, hilarious and I'm so glad that we had him on. Um, and, uh, we'll get into that interview pretty soon. Um, but, you know, I feel like I was touched by an angel, guys. Uh, I wonder if there was a touched by an angel ride, actually, at one point. Uh, the reason I feel like I was touched by an angel is I found five bucks in my gym shorts uh, today, and I bought some M&Ms with it. It changed my life. No, um, yeah, but uh, touched by an angel would be an interesting ride. I could probably see that Holy Land in Florida, that Christian theme park where they have... Uh, that attraction, I think, where Jesus Christ is crucified and, you know, everyone's dancing. And I think they have a churro. Actually, it looks like the cross with some cherry sauce. No, I don't know. Look it up. Holy land. There's a plug for you motherfuckers. <laughs> for you dirty motherfuckers out there in Florida. It always sounds like there's some dude from Jersey in Florida, like vacationing in Florida. That's like the East Coast, California. But everyone's, you know, eating their faces off on fucking bath salts and uh, having a good time. They're living it up. So, uh, yeah, before we get in the interview with my, uh, my, my old bud, JRT, um, I actually had a, another interview, a uh, quick one with a uh, former Imagineer. He's kind of disgraced because he had some pretty outrageous ideas uh, to upgrade the uh, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride, the legendary ride at Disneyland. Uh, so, yeah, you're going to hear the interview right now. So as an avid fan of theme parks, I'm a big fan of extinct rides or plans that didn't fully pan out. It's always very interesting to me. Um, like, you know, Haunted Mansion was going to have the Museum of the Weird which Imagineer Raleigh Crump thought up and it looked more like it kind of like an occultist influence and they had like a melted candle man. It looked so far out and rad and it never came into fruition. But some of that like what if stuff is very fascinating. Uh, there's plenty of rides like that that have almost happened. There was a Ghostbuster ride that was supposed to be at Universal Studios. It was going to be like a interactive ride where you have the proton pack and you shoot ghosts. There's always going to be rides that almost happen. And it just, you know, begs the question, like, what if it happened? Uh, and it's very interesting to me. And I thought I, I'd do something special. And uh, 
I had heard about a '90s revamp of Mr. Toads that almost took place. Um, you know, Mr. Toads is no longer at the Walt Disney World Resort in Magic Kingdom. They replaced it with the Winnie the Pooh ride. A lot of people are upset about that, but we still have it at Disneyland. And uh, at one point, they thought that uh, they could make it more hip and kind of up the ante. But yeah, I, I'm joined actually by the disgraced head Imagineer on that Mr. Toads reboot, uh, Mr. Tony Coppola, no relation to Francis Ford Coppola. But uh, thanks for being on the show, man. Yeah, it's, it's my pleasure. Always, always a joy to talk about my time at uh, Disney, regardless of how it ended. Yeah, so what was your idea? What, what did you have in mind for uh, the <sighs> Look, 90s revamp? Mr. Toad had grown stale. It was there since the park opened pretty much, right? And, you know, kids these days, they didn't know Mr. Toad. And I thought that society had come far enough that it was ready for me to take it in a bold new direction. And that's when I proposed to the stockholders and the board members and Michael Eisner, Mr. Toad's wildly inappropriate ride. Well, that sounds... That sounds wildly, wildly inappropriate. inappropriate. Yeah, yes. yeah. Uh, that was the, the intent. Yes, and it was, so I mean, Mr. Toads is already edgy. It's got it's the only ride that you can get a DUI, die and go to hell on at Disneyland. What what else is going to be edgy about this? Is th- these are tepid, tepid crimes for the way that I was living my life at that time. I've since become sober, uh, you know, and uh, there's there's various. I mean, you say disgraced Imagineer. It's, it's not no, the no, whole no story. No disrespect, but you know, I, yeah. there was there was a big hoopla about that. No, uh, I know. And and Eisner, he would constantly pull me into his office and say, "Tony, can you just cut it back to three times a week? You got to stop calling these hookers when you're when you're at the studios." You know, and I, I get it. I get it. He's got investors. He's got you know stockholders that he wants to wants to keep happy. But you know, the fact is, life is a messy thing. Okay, and I thought that maybe families would be ready for a ride with hardcore chode penetration. Mr. Eisner felt differently. Oh my God! So the, wait, so what was Mr. Toad going to be boning on the ride? Was it going to be actual like sexual acts in the ride? It was. It was a looser adaptation of Mr. Toad. A character based on Mr. Toad named Mr. Chode, and um, I got that. Yeah, it would basically the the track would be the same, but all the walls would be uh, torn down, and there would just be a live sex show. You know, as a an auteur of sorts, I've always felt that the first man to blast through the wall, he's going to break his neck, and uh, that's what I did. In my career at the God. Walt Disney Corporation. Okay, okay. So you seriously suggested this to the Imagineering team, the investors. You thought that just it being an all-out sex show would be appropriate for, for Disneyland? <laughs> yes. It was It was 95. It was a wild time. Kurt Cobain had just died. Pulp Fiction just came out. I thought people were ready. I thought the world had changed, but I was wrong. Well, I mean... Yeah, it's a little much for Disneyland, right? I mean, I, I get it. Pirates are some innuendos and stuff, but they're not, you know, the pirates aren't, I mean, it's implied, but they're not like fucking chicks like that. Like, what? You're crazy. Well, what? I mean, <laughs> if I had designed that ride and I suggested to Eisner multiple times that we show the actual rapes on Pirates of the Caribbean, but he was too much of a coward to follow through with my vision. Well, uh, so... Yeah, that's that's crazy. Uh, what what happened after that? Did they let you go, or what? Why weren't you with the Disney company more? I assume, uh, you know, maybe maybe some of this behavior uh, <laughs> you're putting out there wasn't good for the vibe. Or I'll just I'll just say that some of us have standards that we can only compromise so much. Okay, and and when you have a brilliant vision. And people just stomp on it with their little uh, bubble-toed mouse shoes. That you can only take so much of that before you, as an artist, have to say 
enough is enough. I'm I'm just gonna okay. go on one last bender and. I, obviously, that was a bad decision. I lost my family behind that last bender. And oh, I I, I hear though now. I mean, things might be looking a little up. You've got that uh, experimental food truck. Uh, where, you know, it sounds kind of disgusting, but you have like uh, live animals that you you shoot in the head and. Yes, we uh, we murder your animals in front of you. Um, we let you name them and care for them for an hour, and then we feed them to you, and we film your reaction, and then we send a DVD to you in the mail so that you can feel your guilt for the rest of your life. Okay, so where can they follow you? Uh, that's uh, Sadistic Eats. What, what was that handle? It's at Sadistic Eats, you filthy motherfuckers, on Instagram. Well, thanks for joining me on the show, Mr. Uh, Coppola. It's been a pleasure. No relation. Uh, yeah, no relation to the Coppola family. But uh, yeah, guys, life gets I a little real. I have to say that by law. I have to say they <laughs> they have a restraining order. I completely understand why. But uh, After I came out with my art exhibition, Tony Coppola, yes, relation, They uh, where I basically uh, just fucked a life-size doll of Francis Ford Coppola. Uh, yeah, they, they, I'm actually not supposed to talk about the art installation. I just remembered uh, if you could cut that out of this interview. I promise you that we will edit that. Okay. Out. So yeah, Thank but you. thanks. Thanks again for joining me, man. It's hardcore guys. Theme park minute with Zach Hillman. Remember everyone's favorite drug smuggler, Pablo Escobar. Fans of the notorious cocaine kingpin can now visit a theme park located on his former estate. The theme park, which is called Hacienda Napoles, features an entry arch made from an airplane that was used to smuggle coke back in Pablo's heyday. The park is also known for extremely long lines, which you can snort off the mirrors for sale at multiple souvenir stands. Bet you guys didn't know that, did you? <laughs> Man, uh, I am super stoked, dude. It's pretty far out, but we got our buddy, Mr. Josh Robert Thompson, on the show. Uh, so strap in, strap on. Remain seated, please. Now, here's my talk with my good old buddy, Josh Robert Thompson. Oh, I st- oh, because she wore your tie. Your tie. I still have your fucking tie from your. Uh, I had it in a trunk. Um, okay. Well, I. Well, you read you you. Did uh, you send me the? Uh, I sent that to you. Did you? Where did you send it? To, through the Instagram. It'll be a link. Oh, Instagram. Yeah. Do you have my number? Why don't you? Just I, text I think me, I bro? do. <laughs> it's so fucking weird. <laughs> oh, there it is. Okay, good. All right, all right. So hello, hello everyone. Welcome to Robert Land. I am here joined by my good friend, uh, Josh Robert Thompson. Well, hello, Robert Thompson. <laughs> no relation, by the way. No, no. <laughs> and I want to, at the top we, of the show... Do we need to address that? <laughs> I want to just tell you that it's, it's really a source of... Uh, it's, it's a source of consternation for me now, if that's the right word. <laughs> Wrong word, Josh. I'll correct you later. You, I mean, you're Robert Thompson. You are Robert Thompson. And I am Josh Robert Thompson, but when we do these stand-up gigs and we're in the same one, it'll say like featuring Robert Thompson, Josh Robert Thompson, and then or hosted by Robert Thompson, and people will be like, now are you hosting it and also in the show? So you're going to have to change your name, bro. I'm gonna have to flip a coin, man. I'm I'm, I'm, Sorry, I'm thinking bro. it's it's all right. I've been thinking about that already. You know, I've I I don't know what to do though. There's there's a few names. There's uh, Ham Sandwich. That's good. Um, Dick Neptune. Dick Neptune. That's what Evan. Yeah, yeah. Did you hear when I went on I Evan's did. show? The cast man, folks. For those of you, it, that was the uh, that was the decision we came to on your behalf that you need to change your name. To I, I, you know, it it it's. I think it sticks. You know, it sticks. It sticks like a dick, man. Yeah. Um, anyway, sorry. But no, no, it's all right. We're we're here. We're in. We're 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 in Burbank. No, Burbank. Bur- somewhere in Bur. No, North Hollywood. We're in. We're on the cusp. Okay. Can we? We can't say where we are. No, no, no. It's a secret location. I mean, we're near. <laughs> we're near one of my favorite uh, bars. 
in this area, which is the other door bar. Oh, have you ever oh. been there? I think I think I've been to a show. They have bands, right? Yes, they bands. do in the back room. They have bands, but they have like uh, I sound like Jeff Goldblum in the back. They have bands. Uh, they do. They do. And, <laughs> Does Jeff um, Goldblum play? Yes, I do. I do. I do jazz uh, jazz trio. Uh, we perform there. The other door, not this one. It's the other door. The other door. But uh, they have uh, baboons. There's a stuffed oh. baboon, like a taxidermied uh, baboon that's hanging from uh, the ceiling. No shit. Down. Wow, so that's like there's a gazelle too in there. Oh lord, I want a dead one. <laughs> anyway, sorry. That's like something they'd have at like a CIA or something, right? Like one of CIA. Yeah, Shout out yeah. to Carl Crew over at the CIA, the, yeah. the proponent of the uh, the uh, proprietor of the CIA. Man. I've, I've never set foot in there, but I've you seen haven't. so much about it. And the guy that reached out to me to, for Dick Neptune to play there. Yeah, yeah. And I was so jazzed, but we broke up like. Right, that like that around that time, like that incarnation. Is Dick so. Neptune back? Yeah, together? yeah, yeah. It's back together. You gotta play there, man. I know. I, I'd love to. I promote the shit out of that. That's a great venue, and uh, I think now it's called like Chinatown East or something. Very catchy. I don't know. Yeah, no. <laughs> I know. I told, I'm like, dude, your your names of your businesses are terrible. Like, first it was called the CIA. But it's the CIAA, California Institute of Abnormal Arts. That's so cool. And now though. it's Chinatown East. Anyway, yeah, I digress. <laughs> well, it, it is. You know, me and Josh go uh, way back. We met years ago doing cable access in uh, Chino, California, where you know I, I hail from. I was raised there, and uh, Josh had this show of a couple of shows on the on Channel 16 at the time, which, to be fair, was called the Josh Thompson Show because yeah. I hadn't yet. Uh, gotten in the union, so technically, oh. technically at that time, had you been doing stand up, <laughs> it would have been okay to okay. keep your name. <laughs> God, if I'd only, I only, I did actually, I did do my first stand up gig. I was twelve at a uh, Cannon Hills Junior High School, and uh, I think I, I did what I do. I, my material really hasn't progressed much. <laughs> I think I danced and I dropped a pop tart that was crushed in my pocket doing a, a Britney Spears impression. That's so. great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When did I, How old were you when I met you? Well, I was, because it was like 98 when I was trying to get in, and I was like 11. Right. And, and I I saw the commercial, like, you know, you can have your own show. It was actually a really weird artsy, far, it was like from the primordial, I just, I remember that opening line, it was like a transformer, some art, oh, some yeah. really, like, yeah, This Lynchian. was a, like a PowerPoint presentation, right, on Channel 16. Yeah, yeah, And all day long during the day, it was just horribly cheesy PowerPoint <laughs> with, like, outdated clip art. Yeah. And it would be like, you know, uh, local Kiwanis Club pumpkin patch or, you know, bake sale or Ayala High School fundraiser. Yeah, yeah. And then there was that, yeah, the ad for that, the come be it, come make your own show or whatever. Yeah, and I think, I don't know what drew me to it. It might have been uh, my friend Cedric Reynolds' uh, dad, who's a pastor, <laughs> Cedric Reynolds Sr. Cedric Reynolds had a show called Changing Our Cities. Yep. Changing Our Cities, Changing Our Cities, Changing Our Cities. <laughs> Ced, Cedric Reynolds, Cedric Reynolds. He was such an asshole. Sorry, Cedric. <laughs> Because I didn't know him, you know, you got you got to deal with the fallout from this episode when <laughs> his kid right, hears it. Right. What the hell did you say to my mom? But uh, he, he, so he would show up at the cable studio and be like, "Hey, man, is my set set up yet? Come on, I'm ready to do my show. I gotta get back to the, I gotta get back to the church. I'm Cedric Benham. It's changing our city. It's changing our city." <laughs> These people would they would lord over us like they were the kings. Oh yeah, right? like it was all local people that had a little bit of power when they'd come in and do their show, like Doctor Laubach. Uh, oh yeah, world of health. Oh my gosh. The guy was just a local chiropractor in the middle of nowhere. No, no offense, but like <laughs> yeah, yeah, way yeah. out in the Inland Empire. It is. And he would show up and be like, well, now I want the plant over there. And uh, <laughs> and then one of his guests said to me, because I eventually started working there, he was like, uh, can you put this on a DVD? And I'm like, we had no capacity. Oh my gosh. Anyway, sorry. Memories are flooding back. Yeah, there's there's a lot of... We, we, so you know, were 13. I was, yeah, I was probably... Yeah, twelve or thirteen when I met you, yeah. but we start we we got on the air in ninety nine, and I right. uh, I remember just being enamored with the idea of that and seeing uh, I think Happy Have Our Freak Show and your show totally blew me away because I'm like wow you can do this you know yeah. this is it was it was super inspiring and I I already been making movies with friends or action figures with our video cameras or whatever so when we uh, you know would watch you you guys it was like yeah, we were super inspired. Yeah, we were drawn uh, to that. Happy Half Hour Freak Show Extravaganza was uh, Tim Abad and the late great Raymond Chavez Jr. Oh yeah, uh, who's very 
sadly uh, passed away, what, three years ago now? Yeah. It's insane that he's gone. It's very weird. But he yeah. was, those two guys were the pioneers truly over there because they were pushing the envelope. And then I came in and did my own variety show, self-titled, and then I did Schlock Theater, which you came on yeah. along with the whole Mindless TV group. That's right. Right? Like yeah, the, the final one we ever did, you guys yeah. were on the greatest one of all time. Yeah, it's such a... And I remember I saw, like, everyone progressed. Like, we were yep. obviously 12 when we started, but yeah. the shows got better and better. And, like, it's so funny, the looking at it back now, I'm like, this is, like, Adult Swim or, you know, this is all the weird, like, Dada-esque, like, especially Happy Hour Freak Show, just how random and yeah. insane it was, but it was yeah. so funny. Like... It would, it would have, yeah. Now well, we were doing it before. This was before, by the way. This was before Adult Swim, yeah, started to uh, make fake versions of what we were doing for real, yeah. Because I started in '98, yeah, and I don't think anything was around yet. Between Two Ferns certainly was a long way off. I don't think Eric Andre had a show yet. No, I don't even know if Tim and Eric were on at that time. Yeah, so I remember, we were doing it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's great. That was it was it was practice and uh, and fun and some of the best times uh, you know I, I had still because it was just so exciting just to be with friends and and you know obviously the the the, the pilot that that you did that I was able to, to work on had that feeling just on like a a, a bigger scale. Oh, it was great because we were able to bring a lot of people from that time. Yeah, from that cable studio together and yeah. then some new friends as well many people that have gone on to you know great stuff like melissa via senor was a part of that and um uh, dana many, and right? many other yeah dana yeah. DiLorenzo, lorenzo right hal lublin and lots of, i mean this is amazing dude yeah but yeah so that that's how you and i met and i remember the public access class was very brief <laughs> yeah. this guy preston hazlett was the one who was the instructor Okay, guys, let's take a look at what we're going to do. <laughs> he was like this former college football player uh, who was just sort of hanging out, <laughs> kind of surfer bro, you know? Hey, yeah. yeah, really nice guy. And uh, all your final was to make a PSA for public access. Yeah. What was yours? Mine, mine was, uh, I think I was wearing like a Hawaiian shirt, which I'm currently wearing. Yeah. Almost 20, 20 years later. It's Is been 20 the same years. One? Yeah. Uh, no, no. It may be. And it'd be the same size. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I remember this, <laughs> but yeah, it was just like me cutting a promo. Um, I don't know. Was it a PSA? That I we have had it. To do? I actually have the tape. Oh shit. I got I have the original three that. quarter tape. That's so crazy. You jump into frame and you're like, hi, I'm Robert Thompson. <laughs> you know what I tell you about public access? Like it's you, but like little you. Yeah, it's so trippy. And the one I did was uh, a Jurassic Park spinoff where oh. <laughs> where these two, my friend John and his then girlfriend were like it was like uh, they were running from a T Rex and you could hear it roaring in the background. And then uh, and then I made a paper mache, a giant paper mache indentation of a T Rex footprint. Oh wow put it, some dirt on it and yeah. then shot it to look like it was a real footprint. And the thing was like, make an impression with public access or something ridiculous. Oh, that's great. But it, yeah. was, it was so fun. Yeah, yeah, totally. Wow. I, and I remember when you, you know, like you said later, you were the, the public access coordinator, which we were like relieved because our buddy Jeff had stopped being the coordinator. It's so like, oh, fuck, who are we going to get? Right, Jeff. So Preston was the first guy. Then a guy named Jim Patrick. Patrick. These are all public. These are the, like the keepers of the keys. They basically yeah. just could, they were custodians basically yeah, yeah. of all this old equipment. Jeff Baker, Jim Patrick, <laughs> and then uh, Jeff Baker. Jeff yeah. Baker, hey, who had a show called The Man in the Kitchen, yeah, which was wildly successful. Now yeah. we're on KVCR. Suck it, hey, <laughs> and uh, and then I came along. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there was nobody there for a while. And one of the things that I remember, which was so great, was we did a bit where uh, it appeared that I I was getting a blowjob from a homeless <laughs> from a homeless man, and you know we were I think seventeen. It was towards the end, but I remember you telling me the the call. We got a complaint. I'm gonna find the tape because I have it on a micro cassette tape because <laughs> I recorded the woman's message. You did a sketch. It was that sketch, but there was another one where it was about uh, a rooster that was on a fence. Oh, yeah, that's it. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's he, he's uh, the cock on the fence. The yeah, cock yeah. on the fence. That's was, a gag. It was, yeah, it yeah. was an actual cock <laughs> on the fence, 
And you took a vacuum cleaner. He's like, there's a cock on the fence. I'm going to suck it off. I'm going to suck it off. So it's a visual gag. He's sucking a fake So this local woman, this you know, housewife in the middle of the suburbs <laughs> was watching this for whatever reason in the middle of the day or whenever it came on. She called me and was like, I would like to lodge a complaint. You're showing a video of one boy pretending to suck a boy's cock. Oh, no, maybe it was the homeless thing. Yeah. Yeah. Suck another boy's cock. <laughs> but she kept saying cock. <laughs> Like, she said it over and over again. You know what was on her mind, right? It was the hottest thing. That's why I recorded it, because I'm like, ooh, I bet this woman hasn't had proper sex with her husband for years and is in the middle of Chino just going nuts. And she's like, you're showing cock being sucked. Please fuck me. I'm going to find that and send it to you. Oh, that's great. Yeah, well, we, I mean, that's, when you do, when that happens, it shows that you're doing something. Uh I mean, and that with you guys, uh, Josh and Ray had a show Lunchtime Live and Eagle Rock. So we moved eventually to Eagle Rock. Yeah. yeah. And yep. and I like, which was like, I feel like all this stuff was kind of a progression. That show, I mean, you had a live audience. It got pretty wild. It got very wild. It's out of control. And I like, it was controlled chaos at first. And at then first. It kinda- <laughs> so it's, but it started very quickly. It started where Raymond and I worked together as employees of the cable company. Uh-huh. It was Adelphia at the time. Yeah. Now it's like Spectrum, which sounds like something you, Stick in a vagina, the speculum, you know. Ah, speculum cable. Uh, we're gonna spread you open and see how you're doing in there. So she, so we, but we worked together, and uh, on one of our lunch breaks, we decided to go live on channel 16 because we had access to the control room. We we had it all. we were now the custodians of this place. So we connected a small handheld video camera with a coaxial cable right directly into channel 16 feed and sat and ate our lunches and took phone calls on our company issued phones. Oh, so great. That's how it started. And then it progressed into the studio. We had little people at one point I had like a porn star sitting on my lap. There was an Asian cowboy that was singing oh, country yeah. music. We, we brought and a diaper, the diaper guy. guy. Yeah. We paid uh, the fruit cart guy outside. <laughs> yeah. Raymond gave him like 20 bucks to wheel his cart in for Mexican independence day episode. <laughs> yeah. That was great. It yeah. Was the, wild dude. A lot of characters. Yeah. Don Barris had his show, the ding dong show right after. I remember that we would always, yeah. we would always go before him and I, yeah. And I remember him just going off on some of the ding dongers and it was legendary, like Blue Iris from, you know. Blue Iris and her son, um, Barton Niemer. Barton Niemer, who, <laughs> actually, it's funny because I saw Don, because um, uh, he's the warm-up guy at uh, Kimmel, Kimmel. Right? And my friend Joe Strazulo, who was then a writer on the Late Late Show with Craig Ferguson, is the one who, I've told this story many times, but he's the one who saw my Apostle BG show live on Eagle Rock access, public access. And then asked if I'd be interested in being on the Late Late. That's how the wow, Late Late Show started. Wow! But then Joe went over to be a writer on Kimmel, and uh, I was doing a sketch for him about a year ago, and I bumped into Don, and I told him the story. I was like, "Do you realize that you used to do your show right after my show?" He was like, "What?" <laughs> yeah. And I said, "How's Barton Niemer?" And then he got all sad, and he's like, "I don't know. No one's heard from oh, him." He's wow. like, I go, "Oh, good. Well, now that I brought you down, <laughs> you go out there and warm up that crowd, Don." <laughs> so we, so you're right. It all progressed. It all went from like the little small town, then we went out to Eagle Rock, and then for me, it was to, to yeah. TV right after television. That. Yeah, it's... and then fuck you guys. <laughs> no. You know, it's. It's uh, yeah, it's it's great though. It's 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 uh, fun to to look back on, and um, you know this. So this podcast is uh, yeah. What is this podcast? This is about amusement parks. Okay, it's called <laughs> Robert Land. Robert, and Land. so you grew up in in Ohio, right? Yeah. So what there there what did you go to as a as a child? What amusement park would you go to? Well, we had uh, we had uh, Geauga Lake, which is no longer there. Oh, I've heard about that. Yeah. Geauga Lake, you had to drive really far to get to. And I think it, it was there for over 100 years. Wow. It was like a legendary uh, park. And they had like the Big Dipper and the Little Dipper. And, you know, it was really old. They had a lot of wooden roller coasters. Uh, and I was terrified of roller coasters. I'm still not a big fan of them. But that was the one that like I knew I could handle. Cedar Point was like the Six Flags. Yeah. Cedar Point yeah. was like, 
you know, th- things like the D- the XL, the you know, <laughs> the Demon Drop, and you're gonna fucking die, two thousand. <laughs> like the you know, they would just get taller and taller and more intense. I only went there a few times. Yeah. But Geauga Lake was uh, was my jam, man. Did they have any like haunted houses or or uh, dark ride type? Ride? They, I don't I don't think they did. The the thing I loved the most was the county fair, the oh, Cuyahoga okay. County Fair, is the thing that I loved the most. I mean that's that's an that's technically an amusement park. Yeah, yeah. those that's what I liked because I remember going to that. Um, when they still had real freak shows. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like before suddenly it was illegal or something, <laughs> which I always thought was weird because a lot of those people, I'm sure they were not treated well. I don't know all the stories about every single one of them, but they made a living doing that. And it was kind of what they did. Like the tall man, the bearded lady, you had a lot of little people doing stuff. And know, now they work at Walmart. Now so. they're at Walmart. <laughs> I can't help you. Who said that? Down here, asshole. <laughs> but it was... Uh, but I really love the uh, the dark rides, the haunted house, the yeah. fun houses, because yeah, yeah. Uh, it was always ex-convicts that were running these rides. <laughs> that was the thing about the fair, is that you 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 never knew if the rides were going to fall apart at any moment, because no one was really maintaining them. That's kind of the most know. pure way, like the most pure amusement park, you know? It's yes. just, you don't know what you're getting. That's it. Yeah. I mean, I think... I think I really, I think I really gravitated toward that because I remember going into the freak show tent. I was very young, and my mom took me, and there was like a Carney Barker, you know, out yeah, front. Yeah. This, I mean, this. It sounds like I grew up in like the fifties, <laughs> but this was in the eighties. Yeah, and it was like uh, step right up for one dollar more, for just one dollar more, and he'd have like a megaphone. And he looked real seedy and had like, uh, you know, suspenders on. And he looked like he hadn't washed his clothes for like two weeks. <laughs> wiry gray hair. For just one dollar more, what you will see behind this curtain will shock and frighten you. You will see sights that you've never seen before. Just one dollar. I, I never wrote like one dollar. That's really not a lot. <laughs> so my mom paid the dollar and we went in there and it was like, the, you know, see the spider woman. She's half woman, half spider. And it was... I kid you not, man. It was a woman put her head through some kind of wall into like a spider costume, like a horribly made <laughs> spider costume that was hanging on a web. And she would just like yell at people. Like she was, an, she was like, what are you looking at? You haven't seen a woman with eight legs before? <laughs> and it scared me for some reason. Because at like, you know, seven or eight, I thought it was real. Yeah. But they had like, you know, the two-headed cow and the lizard man. Yeah. Some of them were actually like maybe possibly mutated people, like like a guy with a flipper that was like, get me out of here. Don't let him convince you to let help him escape. I love that shit. The two-headed sheep. Dead babies in jars. Like that was, it was the real deal. I, and then, then they were gone and they never did him after that. Well, you know, I was that a. Uh, it's funny because I just watched. Uh, sorry, bro. Oh, sorry. Jesus, <laughs> Jesus Christ. That, that was one of the. the Thank f- you. The, the freaks now. Yeah, you know? yeah exactly. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Right, go ahead, bro. Well, like when um, was that a, like a PT barn? Was it just a local? Like, was it a traveling circus or was it a fair? Oh. Uh, no, this was this was the this was the this was the yearly fair, oh, okay. like the you know OC fair or the yeah, LA yeah, County yeah. Fair. This is the Cuyahoga County Fair, oh, wow. and it's the real deal. Like it's in the Midwest, and uh, you know, like the, if anyone's ever been to the LA County Fair, I mean, I love that fair. It's great. Yeah, but it doesn't. It's it's or it's pretty well organized for the most part. And there's some dark rides, but they're really short. It's yeah, like yeah. you know. They're horribly done. It's like <laughs> you'll get like a blast of air and maybe go through like what looks like a garbage bag. And then some of the animatronics are broken. <laughs> and then you come out the other side. All right, folks, be careful. Watch. I'm like, that's it. <laughs> Someone blew on me and then you threw a garbage pan over. Yeah. Yeah. But no, this was like, you know, cow shit everywhere and yeah. just pigs running around loose and, you know, <laughs> makeshift tents that could collapse on you at any moment. There was a real seediness to it, but I think that that uh, I love that. I think I gravitated toward the the Carney Barker, because that whole idea of the whole idea of the show, like a real show, a real presentation, yeah, that's lost now. I don't like I, like when I see people host shows, like variety shows or things. They don't they don't seem to understand the 
the idea of showmanship. I think that's where I first learned that and watching preachers. Honestly, when I go to my grandmother's Pentecostal church, that's where the Apostle BG comes from because I'd watch like Reverend, Reverend Higginbotham. These are all real names. Reverend Higginbotham, Pastor Canfield. And he'd be like, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus Christ gives us love. Jesus Christ puts his hands on us and comforts us and cares for us. And there's the, the rapidity which, with which they would talk and the way they were snake oil salesmen. They would, they would convince you that this thing was happening. Same with the Carney Barkers. Yeah. Come right in, the most amazing sight you'll ever see beyond those doors, <laughs> beyond that tent. Your, your mind will be exploding with yeah. you. Like, I got it. Here's a dollar. You know. Yeah, they, they engaged you. They grabbed you. Yeah, they were so good at what they did. Yeah. And that reminds me of a movie called The Fun House, which is a, a great horror movie from the 80s. Toby Hooper, Toby right? Hooper. I mean, hey, I'm, to- <laughs> I'm Toby. Toby. Hi. Rest in peace, Toby. But Toby did a lot of drugs. Toby was an infamous cokehead. Really? Okay. Yeah. I just saw Texas Chainsaw Massacre yeah. 2 as an adult. Oh, I, yeah. I'd never seen it. And oh. Yes. Toby is- was clearly doing like lines of coke during that film. That movie's a great movie, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great follow-up to the original because it's just a big fuck you. It's like, it's like we're going to go the other way now. It's, it's like a really parody, funny right? and wild. And yeah. the end is awesome. But yeah, I saw Toby... Um, uh, at a screening, uh, was it The Exorcist? No, I went and saw the 4K restoration of Texas Chainsaw Massacre many years ago at the Vista Theater uh, in in, uh, in uh, Los Los Feliz, Los Feliz. Uh, it's a very nice area, good cafes. And, uh, <laughs> and I went there, and it was it was um, it was uh, who was doing the hosting? It was it was um, Toby Hooper and William, our good friend William Friedkin. Oh wow was the moderator. Yeah. This is a great movie. I got to tell you, I love it. It's great. When you got it, you got it. And you don't got it. But Toby could barely get two words out. It was like, oh. well, I, you know, well, well, it's a good, it's a good film. I was like, wow. But there were a lot of those. So, but he made a movie called Fun House, which was about um, this family that ran this, fucking amusement park or they they own the fun house and underneath the fun house was like the mutated sun there was an yeah. obsession with that in the 80s like sloth from goonies there was this whole thing about like children who yeah. were basically mutated yeah 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 right like with disabilities yeah, yeah. <laughs> that were kept chained to basements yeah but like it was very slow like the this kid in uh funhouse had like a crazy monster head like a two big red eyes and like a split face <laughs> yeah. it's an amazing character um he, he, he's looking at titties in the movie too right i think he's oh, kind of spying on, oh yeah <laughs> yeah drooling. it's the biggest fun house in the world it, were they shot that or just in the like mo- just in general that yeah, yeah. that fun house ride goes on forever the fact that they <laughs> get trapped in there is yeah. hilarious to me because if you remade it today it's like a short trailer. It's like half a trailer <laughs> size. Yeah. Oh, here's the exit. All right, good. We're out. The end. It's a two-minute movie. But I want to be in that funhouse. I always yeah. wanted. I always wanted a funhouse that looked like that. Yeah. Like if I had to imagine a ride, that would be it. Because I was obsessed with funhouses ever since I read the book, um, and I don't remember the full title. But it's Raggedy. It was a Raggedy Ann and Andy book. It was this uh, um, illustrated Raggedy Ann and Andy adventure. Yeah. And they got lost. I have the book still. I'll find it. I have it. Um, it's they get lost inside this incredible funhouse. Oh, that's cool. And the, the illustration of the funhouse showed like the entire layout of it. It was like waterfalls, and it was all water. Like you were in a little car that went through the water, and. I always thought, God, I wish that existed. It's yeah. like, like, um, what was the what's the one at Disneyland? The Song of the South. Oh, uh, Splash Mountain. Splash Mountain. Yeah, yeah. So it's like that, except yeah. with monsters. Yeah, oh, and it that's went so on great. for a long time. Yeah, that's that's great. And so that that brings me to the question. So you you know grew up in in, in Ohio. When yeah. did you go to what was like the the Disney so Disney World right was like cl- probably on the same time zone that was. Is that yeah. what you went to as a, as a kid? Did you did your parents take you to Disney World? I went or to um, yeah. My grandparents at the time lived in uh, Florida. Oh okay. So we drove we drove 
Grandparents in Florida. What a yeah. surprise, right? Right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, can you imagine? Yeah. Oh, they lived in like Saras- Sarasota, I think. And so, Josh, come on. We're going to drive. <laughs> see my parents. Don't be an asshole. Let's go. <laughs> I don't want to. Shut up, boy. This was probably 1985 or 86. Uh-huh. So we went there, and I, that was the only time I ever went to Disney World. And again, I hated roller coasters. So I, I was... Uh, I was, uh, what happened was the first ride we went on, the first ride of the day was uh, Space Mountain. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) Right. My parents convinced me because they, to be fair, they really didn't know because they'd never gone on it. Yeah. Josh, it's just a space adventure. It's like a fun (laughs) travel through the galaxies. (laughs) You see the stars and the planets. (laughs) Josh, you'll be fine, honey. I'll be right there. (laughs) So we get up, we get up to the ride, and you know, I didn't. You know, the kids have to sit in front, like littlest person in front. So it was the first car, no other cars in oh front of us, God. Adam in front. And you know, you're going along for a little bit, and it's like the galaxies, there's a whole world, and I'm like, well, this is great. <laughs> I love this. I love space. <laughs> and then it starts going up, and I'm like, are you sure this isn't a roller coaster? <laughs> And then for the rest of the day, that's all I'd ever ask about every ride. Oh, is yeah. this a roller coaster? <laughs> How about this one? Does this one go fast? But I think uh, Pirates, if I had to combine the two, Pirates of the Caribbean combined with a fun house oh, yeah. is what that Raggedy Ann and Andy thing was. Oh, wow. And I've always loved Pirates because I love the animatronics. I'm obsessed with all of that. Oh, I'm, yeah. I actually make my own now. I've been Because as you know, I have a big... Halloween display I do every yeah, year. Yeah, it's fantastic, yeah. And that all came from what we're talking about. That all came from going into these fun houses. And I got tired of how much they charged for the shitty props, like at Spirit Halloween. Oh, yeah. They've gotten worse every year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like a girl on a swing with two heads. I don't know. But it looks like shit. Yeah. So I started learning. I went on you know, YouTube and... Um, Started watching all these videos about how to make your own simple mechanical props, and oh, I've been wow. working for next year. I'm gonna have a bunch of them, and uh, so that's what appeals to me is all the mechanical stuff too. That's that's the my favorite part about Disney World or Disneyland. Yeah, is the auto, uh, the, uh, the auto erotica <laughs> sort of the, you know, the robots. Sure, sure, but they start talking, and well, oh, and then of course uh, there you are in uh, Jurassic Park. Uh, same thing. The dinosaurs were real, of course, in that movie, but. Uh, <laughs> Watch out, watch out. Don't let the egg crack. Ooh, it's hatching. Raptors. Um, anyway, so that, yeah, I, I really love that stuff. I think it's my favorite part of the amusement parks. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty. It's, where did it, you go? Like, where, where did you go to Six Flags? Was that around uh, when you were a kid? Yeah, 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 definitely. The, the, the Six Flags Magic Mountain was around, but I didn't go there until I was an adult. I went there in my 20s. But you went I, to Disneyland. I went to Disneyland. I went to Knott's Berry Farm Knott's quite Berry a bit. Knott's Berry Farm. Yep, yep, Knott's Berry Dude, Farm. I've never been there. Oh, no. She, oh, my gosh. You got to go there. Yeah, because that. That influenced Disney. Uh, that was one of the big influences on him. Was was Knott's Berry Farm? That was their first. Yeah, that was their first. No it's, shit. Yeah, it's kind of it, they've sort of now are going back to because in the '90s when I'd go, they had some dark rides like they had this uh, hit the uh, dinosaur ride where they had like a Mark Twain kind of scientist that would like take you back in time. Oh no, you're going 20 million years back in time, and it was so right, amazing. Right. It was a shitty you know floppy dinosaurs but it was that's the best it was amazing yeah as a kid it was just it blew my mind i love that shit yeah there was a park in pennsylvania park in pennsylvania hear that (laughs) Uh, peter piper picked a peck of uh, park in pennsylvania because uh i'm sorry i just really love doing the jeff goldman it's fun for me it's soothing it's like medicinal um there i think it's pennsylvania somewhere in the midwest there was it was called like dino world and these dinosaurs didn't even move. They were like giant paper mache <laughs> things that were out in the middle of the forest. And this guy on a tractor hitched some cars to it. And he'd be like, okay, kids, get in the car. <laughs> My dad was with me at the time, folks. Just so, you know, it wasn't like I was going to go roaming yeah. Epstein. Uh, <laughs> Hey, Don, come to my private island. I'll fuck you for a couple days. <laughs> Guess what? I didn't kill myself. Bah, 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 bah. So, but yeah, so what you do is you, you, uh, it was super slow, right? It was like, uh, 
Super slow. That's what my old trainer, Jerry, the guy named Jerry in the Valley in Sherman Oaks. I used to work out at this place called Body USA. I'm telling you, Body USA, I'm Jerry. And his technique was super slow where you like lift the weight and he'd be like, slow it down, not too fast. I'm telling you, you're wearing yourself out. And then when you couldn't do the, the weights anymore, he'd say, that's it, you're done. You're toast from coast to coast. Jerry, super slow. So I'm on the tractor going as slow as it possibly can, and you're supposed to be terrified by these paper mache dinosaurs. And then the guy would say, the driver would say, all right, kids, there's a T-Rex coming up. Reach down under your chair and get out your pistol. Going to shoot it. So there were like like plastic uh, rifles. <laughs> this guy, you paid like $5 in the middle of nowhere. My dad must have been like, I don't know what we're doing here. <laughs> this kid's such a dipshit. Plays with puppets and... Sings dumb songs. Jazz, they're clearly not real. But to me, as a kid, there was a sense of wonder. I was terrified by the dinosaurs. Oh, I, yeah. I mean, even Cabazon, if anybody's been out there with the peewee, famous Peewee's Big Adventure dinosaurs, you got to go there. Yeah. Because now it's owned by uh, like Mormons or some weird Christian oh, group. Oh, really? So they've rewritten the story of creation. So they'll have like a guy, an army soldier next to a T-Rex, and it'll be like, man has lived with dinosaurs for many years. And I'm like, I don't remember this part. During World War II, the raptors helped turn the tide. That's a movie that needs to be made. If there's any. I would fucking watch that. <laughs> yes. Hi, this is Steven Spielberg, and uh, we got a new motion picture coming out. It's actually the sequel to uh, Lost World. And it's going to be a great picture. We're very excited about it because, uh, because, well, in this movie, the Raptors, uh, it's in World War II, of course. I have an obsession, obviously, with the Nazis and all that stuff. And I put them in a lot of my pictures. And this time, the Raptors helped turn the tide. Can you imagine? Yeah, that would be, would Lucas have any involvement? Hi, this is uh, George Lucas, creator of Star Wars. I'm Steven Spielberg. And uh, we're just working on the new uh, picture. It's actually the new Indiana Jones picture. And this one, Indiana Jones is... Uh, Oh God! <laughs> like, at any minute, at any minute, George is going to give up. That's how he sounds when he talks. Hi, this is George Lucas, creator of Star Wars. And, oh, I don't even care. Who cares? Ray is just such a shit character. Hi, this is Steven Spielberg. <laughs> that is good. I, my Spielberg is really. I feel really good about it. Yeah. It, I hope it, he never hears it. <laughs> Hi, Josh. This is Steven Spielberg. I heard your impression of me. Oh, I'm sure um, he. I don't sound like that. I'm Steven Spielberg. <laughs> Um, but I think what we're, for me, the theme of all these theme parks and all of the fairs that I've been to, I always gravitate toward the fun houses, the dark rides or anything that's animatronic. Yeah. You know, because there's such a, there's such a joy to that. That is, that is why I do these Halloween displays. I mean, this year I had four trick-or-treaters, only four. Whoa. And there's always the one kid that walks by and sees the Frankenstein monster and says, there goes Shrek right there. <laughs> I was like, look, man, there goes Shrek. Hey, Jose, there goes Shrek. And, uh, but this year I did it for myself. I, I found an old tube TV that I got off of eBay, an old tube fucking television set that I set up in the graveyard with a VCR connected to it, hidden with fake moss. And I had a, uh, hidden with Elizabeth Moss. <laughs> and I had a, hi, and I had a clown sitting in a chair that would move back and forth and laugh, ha, 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 ha. And he looks like he's watching the TV, and I had Night of the Living Dead on a VHS tape playing. Oh, so cool. And the, with the fog machine going, like the fog would go in front of the TV and like hit the light just right. And I, was, I stepped back, and I looked at it, and I was just so pleased. I was like, this is what, as a kid, so some of the kids that did come by in, in past years, they're blown away by it. Yeah. Because as a kid, it's so real and so wild to you. Yeah. You just can't understand how it's possible. Yeah. I love it, man. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's uh, you know, yeah, going being able to go to Disneyland or Knott's Berry Farm yeah. or whatever. You know, it was it was something that uh, I'll never forget. It was like just pure wonder, you know. And uh, it's, you know, a lot like the movies where the movies would take you to these places you couldn't go. But being able to kind of step in a movie is what was yeah. just so phenomenal. And it's still impresses me and, and uh you know it amazes me today and it's great that yeah you do that i always i'm always in awe of your halloween uh yeah, setup man it's yeah cool, man yeah I, it's what the cool part was like kids that grew up like because i've been at that house for almost eight years now and 
some kids have come, come by in past years. They're like older now. They moved away, uh-huh. but they came back like to oh, see that's it. Oh, crazy. Yeah. I'd be like, this is my daughter. She just had her quinceanera. <laughs> I offer it to you and thanks for No, 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 no. There's no need for that. No, no, man. I'll, I'll pick her up in a couple hours. Take care, man. No, I, I'm so sorry. I don't. Hi. Okay. So yeah. Well, that never happened. That never <laughs> happened, by the way. And. Yeah, that's that's just that's awesome though. But man. it really it is beautiful, man. And I think that's the reason why and I've talked about that. I was on uh, Adam, you know, Adam Papigan. There's another public access alumni guy. You know Adam? I, I don't know him. I know of his that's stuff, weird. his show. Yeah, oh yeah, because yeah. he was doing public access in Santa Monica when we were doing stuff at Eagle Rock. And Adam well, I I, I should well he his show was outrageous. Yeah, his yeah. show was way out of fucking control. Like he was doing stuff on the air that I, I was like, bro, I don't even know. Like the Reverend possibly G was insane. But I was like, no, bro. But now Adam does like tours. He's been published in all the, you know, big magazines. Like he does the OJ Simpson tour. Oh. A lot of celebrities go on that now. He's always setting up cool like pop ups and stuff. Like he's really, this guy's like, he's like friends with David uh, Liebehart. Okay. The guy yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, who was on Tim and Eric. Yeah. That's crazy. David, David Liebehart was a really interesting uh, puppeteer guy (laughs) probably homeless for a while (laughs) who had a show called uh, junior christian science bible lesson show yeah and it was very disturbing and really funny (laughs) he's one of the first he was actually one of the first guys to leave the public access world and kind of be famous because he got on tim and eric's show but um but i love i was telling adam papigan on his show he does the asmr talk show yeah, uh, in Pasadena, they still have a they have a great public. Act. We got to go there. Yeah, I got to see their studio. Yeah, yeah. it's insane. I yeah, was like, wow, I'm home. <laughs> but um, I said of everything I've done in my life, all of the shows I've done. I mean, I've, I've accomplished a lot. Um, I'm very fortunate to have been on a lot of cool shows. Oh and, yeah, you know, just it's amazing to me. I have to step back and, but of everything, public access, local TV means the most to me. Yeah, it's right. still the thing I'd rather be doing. And, and same way with you could show me the most beautifully made animatronic creature, but I'd much prefer the cheesy one that like only sometimes works yeah, on like yeah, a yeah. dumpy ride at a, a fair or something like that. Yeah, that shit that. I love, man. Yeah, I, I, and I think yeah, we share that sentiment. And uh, yeah, I mean, and that's that's a it's a lot. You know, Carol Burnett has said great things to say about you you've done a lot of amazing things and uh this podcast is definitely on top of all of that so i appreciate <laughs> you no but i, I bef- you know i Time's up. i gotta i gotta wrap it up but i do before before we uh, wrap it up i i thought this would be great oh, because yeah. josh is such a phenomenal uh impressionist and i uh i i came across some disney erotica oh, yeah. um and so I, I think this one involves a little mermaid, but it's just so absurd and amazing. And I, I know Jeff Goldblum is kind of a central Jesus. guy. Oh, uh, yes. Uh, well, well uh, <laughs> let's see here. Uh, uh, now, this is uh, uh, some sort of uh, uh, sexual uh, uh, fantasy, fantasy. <laughs> let's take a look here. I want to point out that Robert um, only sends messages mainly through uh, – Instagram uh, DMs. Yeah, I'm, I feel like a millennial. Dude. I don't check them a lot. I'm not like a VSCO girl that's like, <laughs> oh my God, I got these messages. <laughs> uh, so here it is. Here it is. Uh, this is Disney. Uh, erotic. Uh, yes, yes. Little Mermaid, Little Mermaid. Uh, King, uh, Chapter One. Uh, Ariel's Punishment. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Uh, King Triton rode his shell chariot dragged by two dolphins. Oh, boy. To his place in the auditorium. While his trusted friend and advisor uh, rode his uh, smaller uh, shell dragged by two small fish to his post as the composure for the production being put on by his lovely and beautiful daughters. Sure, that sense makes no sense. Triton took pride in all of his daughters. They were loyal, well-behaved, beautiful, did everything he asked of them, Ooh, except for one. There's always one. There's always one. Uh, his youngest daughter, Ariel, was not like the rest of her sisters. She was beautiful like her sisters. Oh, some may say she was even more so, but that was beside the point. Ariel was different. Oh, how was she different? How so? In the way that most girls did not behave. She would always swim off and play around. She also had a horrible habit of going to the surface. Oh, mustn't go to the surface. Stay down there where there's... Oh, 
sorts of uh, crabs and things like that. Oh, no, we're awful human sailors. Uh, killed her mother, killed her mother. And uh, when does the hot stuff begin? I don't know. This is, I, 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 uh, uh, I thought it would get real <laughs> X-rated oh, here real we go, fast. Here we go, I got okay. it, here we go. All right, I'll do this as part of Morgan Freeman. Triton swam up to her and stroked her cheek with his hand. Oh, you're going to be sleeping with Daddy all right, he replied. Oh, my God. Before Ariel knew what was happening, her dad quickly took off her seashells covering her chest and began to bite her nipples very hard. <laughs> Bro, this is, this is awful. Yeah, this is incestual. The... Yeah, this horrible fictional character that is... <laughs> Uh, his teeth clasped around one of her small nipples as he licked at the uh, tip at the same time. Uh, he reached for her other breast, uh, as one should. You've got to pay attention to both of them. With a calloused hand, he began to massage it. Rub-a-dub-dub. There it is. There it is. Causing louder noises. Oh, oh, to come out of Ariel's mouth. Ah, Daddy, that hurts, she says. Oh, and Ariel complained and squirmed. She wasn't sure what he was doing to her. But, but it made her feel weird. Uh, weird. <laughs> With every second that uh, passed with him doing these things to her chest, uh, you know, an uncomfortable feeling began to build up in her lower tummy. And uh, there's a weird sort of you know, wet feeling began to build up on a part of her tail that joined at her hips. You know, kind of the, that's the same as Jar Jar. That's where the, the Gungans experience erections um, sort of behind their knees. Uh, as time passed in the same manner, the nubs on her chest, the nubs on her... The nubs on her chest were getting more sensitive. I feel like a 12-year-old wrote this. Did the woman that complained about my public access sketch write this? She, that's this exactly who it is. <laughs> yeah. I would like to tell you that I want to thank you for writing. Bro, I had fan fiction written about me. We were talking about this before the yeah, show. Wow. I, had, I have fan fiction written about me, and I should narrate it as Morgan Freeman sometime. Because my fan fiction, the girl that wrote it, uh, was obsessed with me and was and she had a I believe she had a, a hair lip so I heard her voice a couple times because she called into my then like live podcast show she yeah. was like Josh Robert Thompson you are an asshole I wrote this story for you and you are making fun of it you son of a bitch so I read the story and every time I'd read the chapter you know it was getting progressively hotter and like we were about to have sex but what's, what ends up happening is some dude randomly comes in and like shoots me in the head and I die. So we never fuck. And she ran off with that guy. And I was like, this is the, this is my fan fiction, my fan fiction. I get killed. Yes, Josh, you die. And I go off with him. Bye. Oh what do you think? <laughs> wow. her, her nubs began to expand. <laughs> <laughs> nubs bro that's a guy that's never been even near a woman no no nubs uh, but i have to tell you oh, it's a real pleasure being on your show oh, because, thank you sir thank uh, you amusement park rides you know you go up 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 and then oh down 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 and then back up back up it's it's uh well it's uh, like life i mean sure it's a uh, great metaphor metaphor i'm doing the uh claw fingers uh <laughs> pointing at you no, man, but I appreciate this. this is great. Um, that's what the world needs, another podcast. So, uh, yeah, that's no, right. I want to contribute to the sea, What's the this ocean. called? Robert's Robert therapy, Land. Uh, Robert Land. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, okay, I'm excited, man. No, thank you, man. Yeah, this has been this has been wonderful. Uh, thank you for doing it. Um, Did I do it right? Were we supposed to imagine our own amusement park? The, oh, yeah, that's right. There's uh did you did you have a ride if there's any ride? I sort that, of said it though. Yeah, it was like the fun house. It would right? be it, so final thoughts, folks. It would be if you took Pirates of the Caribbean and made it about five minutes longer and, and had everything horror-themed. Oh, that's so Like great. a horror-themed water ride. Yeah. Does, is that a thing? Uh, the, the, the log ride at Knott's Berry Farm is... It was always kind of like these old animatronics, and they just looked creepy. It was these miners. Yeah. It's like you're in, you know, whatever, the 1800s and Gold right. Rush. But uh, they looked creepy as fuck, and they updated it. And they knew that those would creep people out, so they intentionally made it creepier. We're like, there's there's dead animals. They like look at it's so oh, fantastic. You do would they dress it. it at Halloween? Do they like? They, oh yeah, at Halloween they. But they 
Yeah, I don't know. They, I forget what they do, but it's a, it's a little more over exaggerated. But that to me is real creepy because it's just so slight. It's just like that's what I like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you dig it, but but I think what you say, you know, pirates horror themed. Yeah, is fantastic. You go I've down never... into these tunnels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's like monsters in there, and then you, could, of course, you'd have animatronic Johnny Depp. You could put him in there somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Even Eddie, uh, animatronic Eddie Murphy could make an appearance. Eddie Murphy could have animatronic Epstein. Yeah, yeah that's it. Yeah. Epstein's Island. That's there a great go. amusement park, yeah. right? Because you never leave. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, th- that's yeah. That, that's what I'm leaving you guys with. <laughs> yeah. Epstein Island. Well, you can. Uh, yeah. Well, th- thanks uh, for being here, Josh. And uh, I will go by the name uh, Nubs from yeah. now on. Yeah, that's it, bro. <laughs> yeah. All right, thank you, man. That was great. Sticky and so sweet